2: One year in the books for the battle on Wednesday night between AEW, Dynamite, and NXT. It's Wrestling Inc.'s Wednesday night podcast. I am your host, well, co-host, co-host whatever I am, I'm here. Justin Labar, one-third of the may- mayhem tonight, alongside with Raj Geary, Wrestling Inc.'s owner and proprietor, and the blueprint, Matt Morgan. Mr. Morgan, how are you doing tonight?
0: Good, doing good. How's everybody doing?
2: Good, good, Raj. Yeah,
0: doing good. Uh, it's been a busy week, but, but, but really good.
2: Yeah, busy week, a lot going on. Uh, Wrestling Inc. has got you for everything, AEW, NXT, WWE, whatever it might be. Uh, we'll kick off with AEW Dynamite. It was the one-year anniversary show. Uh, Raj, I'll let you kind of go ahead and uh, take us through what we saw from AEW tonight.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, AEW, um, I th- I th- real quick, just your overall thoughts. Uh, Matt, what do you think overall of AEW Dynamite?
2: It was a good show.
1: I, I enjoyed it. Um, we've seen better, but uh, I-, I enjoyed it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Good show. I mean, I'm trying to rack my mind. I think maybe even last week's with Jericho's 30 years might have been a little bit more enjoyable for me. But that's not to say I didn't like this show. I know show. what you mean.
1: I you know. know what you mean. But there were some cool parts to it tonight, though. I love the. Sure. Uh, we'll get into it as we go through each match. So.
0: Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was the anniversary show. Technically, last week was the anniversary. Uh, I, although you, I guess you could say this was the 52nd episode since they, were, they had a week off. But regardless. <laughs> okay. Uh, so the show opened off with FTR with Tully Blanchard versus the Best Friends AEW World Tag Team Championship. Uh, at one point in this match, I, I mean, this match was I thought it was it was good, but something was missing for me. Uh, at one point during the match, Kip Sabian is in the crowd playing video games, and they accidentally, uh, I think it's Trent, is running runs into his arcade game, breaks the back. Penelope Ford is outraged, runs to the back to get Miro. And anyways, at the end, FTR ended up getting the win uh, after uh, Wheeler smacked Taylor over the head with the title uh, while the ref wasn't looking and they stole the win. So FTR by a pinfall. Uh, guys, what were your thoughts on this match?
1: This is an idea where with a video game, for instance, where you got to be careful. Not everything that pops the boys really is something you should be showing on TV. And, and what's confusing for fans watching this at home will say, well, wait a minute, I've seen Stone Cold and Rock and do interviews where they say, if you could, you know, get over with the boys with some of the stuff you do in the ring, that means it'll get over with the fans. That's not true all the time. And tonight's an example of that with the damn arcade game crap. It, it I don't know how to explain it. I just didn't think somebody should have shown a little bit better restraint and said, this is not a good idea. No. Yeah,
0: Justin.
2: Yeah, I know I agree with what Matt's saying, and I'm glad that Matt brought that analogy because that that is right. You you often hear that's what the formula is, but I also think that formula might have been more acceptable when the just general temperature of the locker room and the boys uh, was different 20 years ago. You know, now, it, look, it's fine that Miro and Kip Sabian are love to love to stream and Twitch about video games, but that's not right. part of their AEW gimmick, and, and your average person doesn't know that. And that and right. when you when you say the sentence. He got really mad because he knocked over his video game. That sounds like the most fifth grade thing ever.
1: It Uh, does. I don't want to buy that guy's T-shirt. I'll tell you that. Um, And and, and real quick, I think back in the day, you guys, when you'd see Stone Cold, even Undertaker, say, get over backstage with some of the stuff, you'll get over with the fans. That was at an Attitude Era where things were being introduced as shoots or new. This was real-life stuff that we never saw come over through that fourth wall, if you will, you know, The the the, the cat's out of the bag with wrestling being a work now for so many years now. So I'm talking about things like where guys would be in the ring back in that era where, you know, they try out a character and all of a sudden it gets over. Al Snow with head or whatever have you, right? It was at a different climate at a different time. There's nothing about that that's dorky or nerdy or whatever have you. I don't know what the word is. I just know that this did not. I don't need all wrestlers to be tough, but, again, I don't want to go and buy this guy's T-shirt, and, I, and I'm not going to buy a pay-per-view and say he's going to kick some major ass. They screwed his video game card. They messed up his arcade game. Do you know what I mean?
0: Right. Yeah. And I and, know and uh, someone was giving me crap for all the 80s references I put in, but if Earthquake, you know, was giving <laughs> Hogan all those uh, – <laughs> Just the beginning of that sentence. I mean, I'm sorry. If, if he attacked he did... Hogan on the Brother Love Show – And it came out, it was because Hogan had uh, flushed his Game Boy down the toilet That just kind of kills the feud right off the bat
1: Of course it would, (laughs) yes it would Now, earthquake Destroying Damien and squishing Damien
0: Yeah Hell to pay from Jake Roberts, brother Absolutely, that's a very different thing And one is personal Uh, If they accidentally ran into Penelope Ford And then Kip went and got murdered, Right, there you go Yeah, Then there's a reason, but yeah, the video game stuff I'm, I'm with you uh, after the match, we saw FTR uh, heading to the stage. They're looking back, and Pen- Penelope Ford came back with Miro. Uh, he breaks up their hug, just destroys these guys. So, I mean, Miro physically looked impressive, but, yeah. again, his motive just sucked for why he's destroying why he's it
1: shouldn't? Match. It should not be with these two. No offense to these two. I still think Penelope's a huge star in the making. I still believe that. I just, no offense to Kip Saban. He, uh, whatever his name is, he just screams opening act to me.
2: I think it would have been more poetic justice if they slammed the arcade game through a table, and that's what prompted Miro to come out.
0: <laughs> Raj it, got Raj got it.
2: <laughs> but yeah, it, mad.
0: it does seem like
2: Lana's it, going through a table every single week ever right. since Miro's promo. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, ooh, very good, very <laughs> good, very good. That would be funny, but yeah, Miro. Uh, uh, it, it does seem like they're kind of turning his character into this just big nerd, I guess. Uh, you know that loves video games, and will you know? I'm saying, give it time. It's been about a month and a half, but it's something's missing there. I think he could be a much bigger star, just as of a course. crazy big dude.
2: Yes, there's
1: nothing wrong with that. Just let him be that.
2: Well, and I don't like I don't like him coming in. You know, he has so much. It was such I mean, it was such a, a shock promo, and you know, he was kind of like a big deal that he's a free agent from WWE. I don't like him being in a tag team. It's one thing if he comes in and he's in like a a Wardlow bodyguard spot, but he's like equal gamer buddy with kip sabian i it just he doesn't no. feel it, it the the feeling from when he came out and was like holy shit that's gone away or, or it's decreasing quickly
0: right uh so up next uh miro and kip sabian stayed in the ring and uh they they were facing sean Maluda and lee johnson exactly what it sounds like it was just a quick squash match uh, miro tagged in locked in the game over tapped out uh i believe is Maluda. so Miro and Kip Sabian, by a submission, was everything it should have been just to showcase for Miro. Yeah. And then Sabian gets on the mic afterwards says he's not happy about his arcade game getting destroyed. Miro takes the mic and says, good friends, you you break my shit, game over.
2: And then they should leave in Sue's van. <laughs> it's
0: just about what was missing. All
2: right. <laughs> Mom, pick me up from the arcade. I'm pissed.
0: Yeah. It's funny. It had it had this opening twenty minutes or so had had Miro FTR, uh, but it, it, it wasn't doing it for me. It was it was fine, um, but cool. again the video game stuff took me out. The
1: match itself, though, right? Yeah, that was a good match.
0: It was good. We'll get we'll get it to into it with NXT two when they were okay. facing uh, uh, Archer and, and Oni Lorcan. Where the match is good, but. I only cared about one of the teams and didn't care at all about the other. And I don't know. Best friends as a tag team right now, they're not doing it for me. I know they're same here. Them
1: a lot. Same here. But this is what I was telling you guys. Like once the bell rings, for whatever reason, I'm just starting to watch the athleticism and what's going on. But with FTR, they bring in so much reading psychology and they work really well with these super uber athletic teams. Um, I don't know. I liked the match. I just didn't like the video game crap.
2: Well, in the ending to the FTR best friends match was odd too. Like the ref, like ducked, and I don't know. It was kind of a it was an awkward looking.
0: Yeah, it was. It was a it was a weird way to do a ref distraction so they could hit him with the belt. But, um, regardless, backstage we had Lance Archer beating up John Moxley, just uh, throwing punches, slamming his head against the table until it was finally broken up. Uh, it the <laughs> AEW tournament bracket. Uh, the opening matches start next week. And you got Pentel Zero versus Ray Phoenix, which could be Ooh. just amazing. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. Uh, uh, so on the left side, that was one of the matches. The other is Kenny Omega versus George Vanilla. On the other side of the bracket, it's Colt Cabana versus Kenny Omega. Wait, like wait. That. That's not right Hangman on. Page. Hangman like Page.
2: It. And like Wardlow that.
0: versus Jungle Boy. So Like that. I like that too. I mean, I think Omega, o- uh, Omega Page. And Jungle Boy seemed to be no brainers, right?
2: I don't think Jungle Boy beats Wardlow in the opening round. I think yeah. I think you I think you I, get Wardlow. I think you get Wardlow and Hangman to the semis, and you can have Hangman beat Wardlow, and you get Hangman Omega for the finals.
0: Maybe. I hope you're right. Uh, I I don't want to see Wardlow losing again. I feel like he can lose his wins on Dynamite. And speaking of which, up next, uh, again my favorite part of the show, which it, it is every week, MJF MJF out with Wardlow for his big announcement uh before he gives it he gets chris jericho to come to the ring jericho and the rest of the inner circle come out uh (laughs) mjf got sammy guevara or he, he told him to wear the jacket that he got him it was like three sizes too small um finally jericho's like all right cut the crap we want to hear the big announcement uh mjf says he basically wants to be in the inner circle uh they go back and forth uh Santana, I believe, got on the mic and said that they don't want MJF in the group, but Jericho kind of cut him off. Oh, I'm sorry, it was Ortiz. Uh, Jericho and MJF start going back and forth, and Jericho sounds like he's challenging him to a match for next week, but really he's challenging next week to meet up for a steak dinner. And they kind of parody this like a back and forth challenge for a match, but they're going to have a dinner... I forgot what they call it—dinner a dinner debutante or something like that. Next week, a steak dinner between MJF and Chris Jericho. Some of that might read stupid, <laughs> but it was—I <laughs> thought it was great. I thought these guys are just outstanding.
2: I like the overall, you know, ridiculousness of it. It does play to their characters, and obviously, it's like this really slow burn to what's going to be a great explosion. Uh, I'm sure it's going to be a fun skit they shoot. Uh, I will say they like. A little part of it felt a little forced. They were trying to get real funny and goofy too fast. But overall, I like what they're doing here. I like this. Um, you know, I like I like what they're trying to do here. So I'm 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 on me, the hook. T-
1: me too, but I was hoping. I give him I'm saying. It, I love MJF. This is no fault of his or Jericho's. I was just hoping that they went a little bit more fast forward on this. Hmm. Uh, I was hoping we were actually going to get a real big announcement. Maybe that was the point. I act, you know, I'm acting like a mark. I bought in. I was waiting all day to be able to see what this announcement was. I was hoping he was going to join the uh, inner circle, but then turn on them or something like that. I don't know. Uh, but I was excited to see what the announcement was because I thought it really would be big. It's an anniversary show, so the mark in me was a little let down that that's what it was. But it will be hilarious.
2: Yeah. Matt, I'll, I'll admit, I could just let you look like the mark here. I'll admit, I had the same kind of thought. I thought that maybe MJF comes out and says it's been one year dynamite. I've been such ratings, uh, and so we're having a second. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're gonna have, we're gonna have a second show that's on cable every week. I thought maybe that something like that was coming. Yeah, um, sounds so. cool. Something
0: big. Yeah. So yeah, it wasn't anything close to that, but uh, but still good stuff. Uh, MJF, he's he's one of the few guys that Jericho just doesn't overshadow. Like he really holds his own in the ring.
1: He does. he does he's uh, I, I, I think the best act honestly he's my yeah. favorite act in wrestling sorry
0: yeah no problem uh, I am error with the $1.99 super chat saying being a gamer does not make you a nerd today
1: I know that but <laughs> I said about me as a fan that's not somebody's shirt sure I'm gonna go out and buy Are you gonna argue yeah. with me cause you're inside my brain and you know what I really would whose t-shirt I would go buy because I'm impressed uh, with no yeah.
2: And I also think it's look, yeah. Th- there are some there's some really cool things in gaming and technology, and, and like I I love to you know I don't own a system, but I love to play Madden. If I'm with somebody that that does that, but I think I am error. which you have to keep in mind is we're in a we're in a, an arena of physicality and, and 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 backing shit up, and just by part of it's stereotype, part of it's by actual X's and O's by logic. Video games you're in a you're in a different state a different country from somebody and you're competing against them or talking smack. So it just doesn't translate into face-to-face, mano-a-mano toughness, e toughness, toughness. Exactly. Right. Uh, it's, it's not to say that everybody that so plays we, video games I, is I
1: better. Is, I play Red Dead Redemption, Call of Duty, are all the Arkhams. I have both a PlayStation and an Xbox. Um, so I play religiously and I play current games. So I love video games. But again, I would not want that in one of my promos or something like that when I'm trying to set the table to be a seven foot ass kicker that I want people to pay money to see me get my ass kicked if I'm the heel or prevail as the babyface.
2: Right, because, Matt, you're playing those video games. Let's say you play those video games and you're on the headset talking to somebody you're competing against. They're, they're going to talk smack on you because they don't believe that you're a seven-foot dude is going to kick right. their ass. And that's just the nature of the of, of the world. You know, it's, it's a little bit of an invisibility cloak. So, it, uh, again, if you play video games, it's not to say you're a weirdo or a nerd or that maybe no. you can't even kick somebody's ass. It's no. just it doesn't translate into fisticuffs is right. what I'm saying. I, I,
1: I just think they should have shown more restraint of saying – because I've seen them being the elite. They've showcased this arcade game backstage before. And in my head, I'm like, "God, oh, it's only a matter of time before somebody doesn't step in and tell the Bucks or somebody say, let 'Let's not put this on TV.'" But sure enough, it was on TV. Yeah,
0: yeah, and and, and again, video games are probably more power. You know, you know, even from when I was a kid with the Nintendo, you know, with the NES, video games are probably more power. You know, more popular my, now than ever.
2: My alma, my alma mater uh, here in Pittsburgh, Point Park University, just they now have an esports gaming uh, team. Right. It, it's now part of their you know you yes. can get scholarship i mean yeah I, I i totally respect gamers and it's a huge yeah. thing but it's but
0: but yeah again to the when you think of a tv of show wrestling. that's based on mm-hmm. a physicality or, or or a movie usually it's not going to be something as trivial no, as a video game no J-
1: just give the best example have run into uh, penelope ford all right i get right. that example everybody <laughs> understands that it's universal all across the board and a mainstream viewer gets it a mainstream viewer like my older brother was watching tonight. And he's like, R- there's no way he gives a crap about this video game that much. Really? And um, I don't know. Yeah. Because they're a mainstream viewer. Sorry. All
0: right. So we cut it to another segment. AEW, uh, they do a lot more segments and skits in a lot of ways than, than WWE. NXT. I am not think that is a bad thing. I actually think it's, no, a- it's great. I think it's great. Yeah. Uh, they did a thing with Tony Schiavone because they, they do it well. I feel like a lot they of the humor is actually pretty good. They did thing with Tony Shavani at a spa with Britt Baker. Uh, <laughs> at one point, Britt Baker realizes that Tony Shabani's naked and freaks out. Uh, they do the forty-year-old virgin
2: waxing do, bit.
0: Yeah, they do the forty-year-old uh, virgin waxing bit with Tony Schiavone instead it was a of hit. major hit. Uh, Michael Scott, gosh, his real name is escaping me right now. Steve, Steve Carell. Steve Carell, and uh, yeah, so that run. was that was it. A, a little short segment, but it was. Uh, Again, it might not read the best, but it was pretty, it was pretty entertaining. It was funny.
2: Yeah, this is a great way to hype up. I mean, she's having a singles match next week, which is what they announced, and I mean, they've kept her pretty opposite some on purpose, some by accident from the women's world title picture, but I mean, she's I mean, maybe I'm biased. I think she's far and far and above just the most interesting female act they can she go is. with right now. Oh,
0: yeah. For sure. Uh Jody Shine Jenkins <laughs> with the $5 super chat saying, whoa, don't you guys remember when when Ronnie Garvin flipped out on Max Moon for stealing his <laughs> Duck Hunt gun? <laughs> that's good. That is good. That about sums <laughs> it up. <I'm> <laughs> <laughs> duck Hunt was a cool game. That was oh, I, I think to, that's the first Nintendo I game cheat, I ever had.
1: Did you guys cheat and put the gun up against the screen to shoot the ducks instead <laughs> of being back and shooting? All you do is put the trigger... Uh, the pointer of the gun right
0: against the screen you never miss a duck yeah Our, ours <laughs> came with duck hunt so it was it was really cool you um, like
1: gyromite i bet you glenn like yes.
0: gyromite it had gyromite but i never played that
1: neither did i that's because there's yeah that my friends was
0: dorky
2: <laughs> we've video games into the first 17 minutes of this podcast nah, glenn, right, is, glenn is so pissed that he's not here <laughs>
0: he's just fuming uh, Justin Lopez with five dollars super chat saying the video game thing was the equivalent of Edge and Booker T wrestling over shampoo at WrestleMania. Uh, it's like, do you remember Bret Hart had a world title feud with uh, Jean Pierre Lafitte where they were fighting over his jacket, Lafitte stealing his jacket. That's kind of what it was like, and it was
1: lame back then. I remember.
0: Yeah, it sucked. Yep. Uh, best in the smokers world with the twenty dollars super chat saying I feel the issue with AEW is that the matches are just there without any build. They are too long and go multiple commercial breaks. They need to do a better job of shortening up the matches and develop characters and storylines.
1: Yes and no. Yes and no.
0: Um, sometimes it works. Sometimes it, they do it with the
1: wrong talents. I'll agree. Um, but I, like what Raj just said, the pacing of the show, I think they do a great job of getting you in and out of backstage segments and, and vignettes and matches. That they, if you, if you were treating this as a variety, a variety show,
2: yeah mm-hmm.
1: they they give you way more bang for your buck and much more variety and I'll still even say more character development quite frankly across the board all right from top to bottom than right now NXT's giving us NXT to me just feels match after match after match match after match one backstage promo match 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 match, match.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah I agree AEW has again has a more frantic, musty kind of crazy pace, and some of the craziness gets off the rails as we've just touched on with the video game stuff. But yeah, so it depends on what you want. NXT, if you want just solid wrestling and a few uh, video profiles on a character, but all stay in the same location, then NXT is a more enjoyable show. But if you if you want a little bit more, I don't want to say crash TV because everybody thinks Vince Russo stuff. But if you just want a little bit more yeah, unpredictability, yeah. AEW is going to be that right now.
0: Yeah, I do think, uh, you know, when he talks about the matches and the build, they they should do a little more as far as building, as far as uh, giving the guys some wins. You know, Eddie Kingston is about to go into another few with the world champion John Moxley. He hasn't won a match on Dynamite yet. So, um, you know, it it just doesn't make sense. He's already had two title matches on Dynamite, hasn't won either, and he's about to get another, build him up a little bit, give him some wins, show him why he's a big deal, and uh, and then do it. But, uh But, yeah, I I agree with the other segments and stuff. I I think they've been great uh, for the most part. Cody up next. Cody defending the AEW TNT Championship against Orange Cassidy. Uh, This match was going a long time. At Mm -hmm. one point, uh, some of the Dark Order guys interfered. It looks like I'm guessing they're probably going (coughs) to do Orange Cassidy and Cody against the Dark Order guys next week. And They announced Cody versus Orange Cassidy in a rematch. For the following week, up against Halloween Havoc. Anyway, they're going back and forth. At the very end, Orange Cassidy uh, hits the Orange Punch, has Cody beat, but the time limit expires. So, I think this is only the third time that they've had a time limit draw in AEW. All uh, oh, with Cody, I think. I think they're all with Cody. I mean, he had one with Darby, and I thought, or maybe his Jungle and, Boy,
1: uh, Jungle Boy versus Jericho.
0: Yeah, Jungle Boy versus Jericho in that ten minute. That's right. So anyway, well they uh, to the big bucks here? Yeah. 20-minute uh, time limit draw, uh, really good stuff. I mean, a- after a while, I think you kind of got the the feeling this was headed to a draw because it was pretty long for a TV match. But um, I would have had no
1: problem with honestly. This is where Cody's got to be a little bit selfish. I wouldn't have had a problem with Cody just beating them. I really wouldn't.
0: I think he's going to in two weeks. Um, I think this was just a way to build to the rematch, and they have something strong against Halloween Havoc. And then I think
1: you'll be right on where it will go after this with them tag teaming. That was a formula with him and Darby after their feud, too, or matches.
2: Yeah, Yeah. and then it should be noted they kept showing Darby up in the upper bowl watching because he's going to challenge for whoever's the TNT champion come full gear. So there's that element. And, uh, yeah, I thought, you know, they've been – AEW has been consistent with having a time limit, you know, and and a – they're booking always want they always want wins and losses. They they don't do DQs often, so I think it's kind of nice that they finally you know that not finally but very few times they've been utilizing this time in the draw to kind of protect both guys. Right. And uh, I didn't I didn't think Cody was going to beat him quick because they've been building or I mean, they, even the graphics, they have. One, seven of the last nine singles matches. I mean, he's been on a roll, so I'm not surprised uh. that Cody. As Matt said, and many of his other matches against some of the matches that Cody's done in the open challenge were against people that weren't even under contract. He was way too generous with. So yes, I thought I knew that I knew that he'd go down, to, down to the wire, at least with Cassidy here. Or am I saying it's correct?
0: Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, so they got uh, they're starting to build for. So, yeah, the next week and, and the week after. Uh so in the crowd, they showed Matt Hardy with his family. Matt Hardy said he's healthy. He's cleared to return. It's been, actually been a while since that pay-per-view. So, yes. um, so yeah, he's finally cleared. Uh, they cut to Sammy, or they cut to a, a video of this guy in a hood, uh, burning pictures of Matt Hardy. Uh, and it turns around, it's Sammy Guevara. Probably the not the, the, most, uh, the most shocking uh, reveal, but no, uh, Sammy but revealed good. that he was the one that attacked Matt Hardy. So this feud is continuing
1: good. I, I I think this will be good for Sammy. I do. Sammy should beat him next time, right? Yes, he Hardy. should. But I want to see a storyline. Sammy needs a storyline now. Sammy starts needs to start that character development more because he has the chops to do it. It's this company's job and the veterans job on that show that have so much handle on the show, like Jericho, Hardy, people like that, Cody, to give him something to seek his teeth into and let's get that guy to the next level because he's a star. I just think he needs that help a little bit in the character development. And I I hope a match with Hardy or an angle with Hardy will get us there.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I have no problem seeing this continue on because there is so much just natural fire behind this, uh, partially because of the unfortunate real injuries that have happened. But I don't mind it going. Matt wanted to go to AEW to help work with younger talent. Uh, Matt had said this to me on Wrestling Inc. months ago that before he even got to AEW, uh, I think it was Jericho said to him, do the same, kid, he kind of reminds me of your brother Jeff, very young, twenty years ago. So, like, I'm I'm good with this going. And you know what? If this is going to keep going to what Matt said, the fact they had uh, Rebbie and, and and the kids there, if if they're if all parties are good with it, I wouldn't mind letting this get a little more personal and letting Sammy get the wife involved. Take take a take a, you know take appropriate verbal appropriate approved verbal shots at getting them involved, and I think that would just add so much more natural heat to what's already there.
0: What if they did the the Royal Rumble-Rock-McFoley match where he's just destroying Hardy in front of the team? With the kids there?
2: Yeah. It'd be a gear
1: Sammy can can use because Sammy's a great-looking guy. He's funny. Um, He's super athletic. He's a great wrestler in the ring. But that killer instinct in him, Mm -hmm. that could be a great gear for him to give him that whole well-roundedness.
2: Yeah, you think about Dwayne Johnson being a leading man in Hollywood 21 years later, but go back to January of 99, yes. and you watch that performance with Ian Foley and Foley's family. That's his first Oscar-worthy work right there.
1: And he that was a such work, a jerk for about? that. He was such a jerk for that. I hated him for that.
0: And the the family reaction wasn't a work. That was actually legit. well, it, yeah, well, yeah, but, and beyond
2: the mat helped it all documented, right. and, and then seeing the behind the scenes of you know Foley going, yeah, he probably gave me one or two extras, and I'm if I see him right now, I'd rip his head off. But it's probably right. best for the story. I mean, yeah, it, it, all the stars aligned for that. And but like, yeah, that would bring Sammy into a whole new level if they could properly do it. Don't don't force feed it, but if you get the right, right. situation, you know,
0: yeah. Uh, up next we had uh, they announced private party versus John Silver and Alex Reynolds versus the Butcher and the Blade versus The Young Bucks and the winners face the AEW World Tag Team Champions FTR at full gear uh, the teams were randomly randomly picked and uh, They came out and the segment basically ended with the Young Bucks super kicking everybody and, and FTR leaving the ring we talk about AEW having a lot of good segments. This, in my opinion, wasn't one of them.
2: No. And, and I just don't. And I know we've kind of touched on this. I just don't get it. You, you have FTR and the Bucks in the same company, and just I, I don't. Again, maybe it's the whole we're waiting for a sellout crowd. I don't know. This just seems so weird. Now the I would never expected the Bucks to be heel within a few months of FTR being the same company of them of theirs. You know what I mean? They're
0: both being heels, yeah. Yeah, I just... And does anyone think the Bucks aren't going to win this match? Right. So why? So instead of a throwaway match, why not have a heated segment between the two teams? Because that is the match that everyone's wanted to see from the beginning. As opposed to, I don't know. I just thought, it's it, it builds to a match for next week. And, and we still got a little ways to go till full gear. But anyway.
2: This is like... The 28-year-later version of pro wrestling of, of 92 to <coughs> WWF. Why, why is Rick and Hogan not main eventing WrestleMania? Well, why is FTR and the Bucks not main any, eventing anything yeah, sure. to, I don't know.
0: Yeah. Uh, they announced that AEW uh, the AEW championship tonight, Moxley versus Archer, is now a no-DQ title match. Uh, I'll just say it again. They need to have at least one DQ on Dynamite just to let people know that you can have them.
2: Because their title matches are always no DQ, whether it's said or not.
0: Yeah, they've never had a DQ on Dynamite. I, I mean, unless maybe one of the falls in Omega versus Pac, but uh, you need to get that that rule over that you guys have rules just to. So when this you say was it's a no DQ match, it's not. A, and,
1: and when this was booked, though, this was booked specifically to give them uh, wider parameters for the match itself. It wasn't done for the we protect finishes here at AEW. It was done because the match needed those wider parameters. Yeah. That
0: makes sense. But, right. But, but don't you think they should crutch. at least have a, a DQ some week? To
1: set time? it up perfectly, yes. In a perfect world, yes. But mm-hmm. tonight, they thought, when they booked it this way, it was much more imperative for them to have much wider parameters to let them do certain things that they felt the characters needed to do in this match yeah. that were more important than the fact that in the weeks pre- previous, we didn't have DQs. Yada yada yada. To set it up properly,
0: but but they do the no DQ matches a lot, so at least have one somewhere. So in the future, people know that there's a reason. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm
1: arguing that they. That's not why they did it. What I'm saying is they don't give a shit about that. With tonight's storyline, I've been in situations where creative, where for the Rymer isn't anything else good enough to go over on whomever it was, and then oh, let's make it a no DQ match. This way. You know, uh, Kurt's protected, or Steiner's protected, or Booker's protected, or whoever's protected. And it's like, what are we doing here? Why am I even going over that? You know, if i got to run him over the damn Mack truck, <laughs> like, yeah. come on.
0: Yeah. Up next, uh, Hikaru Shida versus Big Spool for the AEW Women's World Championship. Um, I mean, it's kind of what you'd expect. At the end, Shida hit yeah. an elbow to the face, running knee to the back of the head, and a sliding kick to the face to get the cover and the win. Kairoushita with the win. Um, it was actually a pretty long match.
1: This is one where I, I, both both women are really good. I I don't care about their story though for some reason. I don't know. Maybe I'm by myself.
0: That's how. No, it felt. I I didn't get into the match and I was wondering why and I'm like, well, there's no reason to. There's been no no real build.
2: There's no real build and and then if you want to put it in the Wednesday night bubble side by side was another women's match which we'll get to later they had tony storm which just you know can't they couldn't compete there if, if you're if you're fighting for eyes but yeah there's there's really no story i mean big swoles you know she had some good stuff against brit um you know she's a baby face as i said last week she's a baby who i thinks wants to be a little bit more of a badass and 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 that maybe that comes in time but yeah overall i mean she she's a good performer i think that she's actually a dad i mean i think she she looks good, but I, as I said earlier, she might as well just be holding the title either until Nyla Rose takes it back from her or holds the title until they're ready for Brit to have it. I mean, at this point, I just think that's where things are at uh, when you watch. I, I do so.
0: think that is kind of a problem with the women's division. Is Hikaru, she is a really good wrestler.
2: She is a really good wrestler.
0: But as a character... What do we know about her? Yep. Yeah, exactly. It's just matches for the sake of having matches. I think you need to get someone with some more charisma that that can make people care. And, you know, like you mentioned, a Nyla Rose, Britt Baker, uh, you know, someone like that. Um, but next week, they announced that Britt Baker will be in action. They'll have the open round match in the AEW tournament. Uh, private Party will face John Silver and Alex Reynolds versus The Butcher and the Blade versus the Young Bucks with the winner getting FTR at full gear. And MGF and Chris Jericho to meet for
2: a steak dinner. Better be medium rare. <laughs> what does uh, that even mean? The steak better be medium rare. Well, anything, any, anything more, anything more cooked is wasting the meat.
0: What was the original tagline? of Raw. Was like uncooked, what was
1: it? Uncooked. Un. un, un, un damn it.
0: Uncensored, uncensored.
1: Uncooked, uncensored, and un. Something. Yeah. yeah. Unseasoned. Come on. No. <laughs> and and they would all say it. It would it'd be it'd be uh, uh, McMahon. Macho would say the second one and that dumb comedian that sucked Rob Bartlett oh, oh
2: Rob Bart oh wow he was on Uncooked, like, un-censored.
1: uncensored and then damn it Uncooked,
2: uh, uncensored
1: come on fans some, chat, Yeah, someone in some
0: of the super chat will get it here um, they did a, a vignette of Sean Spears saying he's not stalking Scorpio Sky but he didn't appreciate Scorpio Sky getting involved in one of his uh, segments with Matt Seidel mm-hmm. Who, who's it, that who's that yeah, uh, Sean Spears. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <sighs> yeah. Um,
1: that's, a good fe- that's a good potential. I like the feud, though. I would like that.
0: that I- I'm glad they got something for Scorpio Sky. Sean Spears, I- I've-, I've just been disappointed with. Um, they keep giving him stuff, and it goes nowhere. Like, the Black Glove and Tully Bradford and <coughs>
2: All right, wait a minute. This- uh, Vado Hansel says, we like. so was it uncooked, uncensored, we like it raw?
0: No, God
1: no. It was one There was hey, one
2: other un. One more?
1: No, it was another un. You're correct. I just said it. Vince would say yeah. the first un. Macho would say the second on, and that stupid comedian would say the third un. Uncooked. Right. uncensored, unscripted.
0: Oh, Something like that. Un- unhinged? No, I can't remember. Um, here we go. Here we here it is. Uncut, uncooked, and uncensored. Uncut.
1: There we go. Oh,
0: Thank you, Francesco. <laughs> that's,
1: uh, so, all
0: right. Finally, that's the main event. Really-
1: Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say about Spears really quick. This isn't his fault. Um, With the with the black uh, stupid coal miner's glove and stuff. This (laughs) is where you you got to have somebody step in where they're doing these creative things. Where everything they do with this company feels, even though it's new, new wave, newer age wrestling. I would argue. I do feel it's a different brand, a more high energy brand. Um, But. They're trying to do too much tip of the cap to the pass, which I normally would mark out for and dig. But they put – they make these older guys like Arn and Tully have – like seem like way bigger stars. Like even when they do his matches, they, do, they don't they do shut up about Tully telling him before the match this. And then like Harrison Spears doing something really impressive in the ring and it, immediately it's Taz or somebody uh, – or JR and somebody in the commentary saying – You know, Tully told him backstage he needed to duck that clothesline and go to the pile driver. You know what I mean? It's like things (laughs) like that. It's like this guy can't pull his own thing out and take a piss without getting coached and giving all the credit to, you know, an Arn or a Tully and things like that. I just think it makes the the guys of today look lesser than. they got to do a better job of not constantly doing that. Did he do Bobby Heenan when he was a manager his stars? They would. They wait. What, what's Heenan gonna do? Is he gonna cheat? It'd be stuff like that. There goes the weasel trying to cheat again. Like that. It wasn't like they put all the onus on Bobby the Brain Heenan as being the bigger star.
2: Right. Yeah. arn has got a color coded offensive coordinator sheet of which ring post <laughs> oh, to throw him into.
1: <laughs> oh, it's it. That is ridiculous. I'm, sorry. I'm waiting
2: for Arn to have a headset and for Cody to have an earpiece. <laughs> or, or, or like a <laughs> oh.
0: like a uh, coach with Mister Perfect. So. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, Neo Akira saying, hey, I for one thought AEW had a fine piss break. Uh,
2: <laughs> what does that mean? A two-hour two piss break? Or what is it going to be the I women's match? talking
0: about the uh, Hikaru Shida match. Oh, oh okay. Uh, up next, the main event, John Moxley versus Lance Archer with Jake the Snake Roberts. Uh, Moxley started the match hitting a, a awesome. paradigm shift right off the bat for a two-count.
1: Wait, do we get to the part of the show where he throws Moxley out through the damn glass?
0: Oh no, that was uh, that was earlier in another backstage segment where Moxley attacked Lance Archer, and then Archer got the upper hand and threw him through a, a plate of glass. So yeah, that, that was, was pretty, awesome. Yeah, and so. so for this match we had uh, Eddie Kingston uh, at on commentary. So yeah, mm-hmm. you could see that they're starting to build something up. Uh, at the end of the match, Moxley hit a big paradigm shift, got a two count. Uh, he went right into the bulldog choke, but Archer got up, shoved him into the corner. Moxley got a roll up for a two count. Archer hit a DDT, threw him in, into the corner. Uh, Moxley countered and got a three count to get the win, almost out of nowhere. But uh, it was kind of a, a, kind of a surprise pin. But uh, after the match, Lance Archer attacked Moxley, and C- Eddie Kingston told Phoenix and Penta to go help him. They start helping him, and then Eddie Kingston attacks John Moxley to end the show. So Eddie Kingston's been saying he was never thrown out in the battle royal and believes that he still should have another title shot. Again, I mentioned it earlier. He still hasn't won a match on Dynamite. Let's give him a couple wins.
2: Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I agree. I, it, it is nice to see some of the shenanigans that happen between these two backstage throughout the venue to, to, really, set up the, to really set up the DQ, as Matt said, the the wider range, the wider lane. Yeah. Um, I love seeing Lance Archer in a main event title match. I'm happy, he, or I'm, I'm not happy. He's lost again, but I didn't think that he was going to win this, anyways. I, I just wanted to see how they were going to try to protect him if they would. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, and I get, I tweeted this. I and I don't mean to make it a pet peeve or ruin people's experience. The pet peeve I have of this referee, the referee that's in this match, and he does it every match. It's a one of two things. It's either he's the star of the show with all of his shenanigans to count, uh, to ten for a count out, or more more brutally to the match i know every pinfall when it's not going to be the finish because he is a one two slow motion to the three it drives me nuts I, and i know somebody might be saying what are you talking about labar it's like dude keep the same cadence like do the same motion of a one two like it, it, it's so noticeable to me now and i don't know if, if i'm just fixated but that drives me nuts with this ref and i see it every week and then in the title match tonight where i want to actually see some drama he's right that, that that bothered me. It's a one, two, slow, three. No, you're right. You're right. You're do it not the same one, one. You're not and holler. Get,
1: they get yeah. They're not supposed to tip their hand on, on yeah. that because you're giving away the false finishes every time. You won't see that from Earl Hebner.
2: No. it's It bothers me. but Nonetheless, WWE, well, nonetheless they train
0: the referees to treat it like a shoot.
1: Always. Because,
2: it is
0: our job to kick out. and If we don't, it's on us.
2: Yeah. They, and, the re- and the ref and can, can do extra. Still don't
0: know like, when the finishes are coming we've seen a couple screw-ups because of that in the past
2: and, and the ref and, and, and a good ref can do extra things like make sure you're screaming one two because you know if the guy's on the ground he might hear you hit the ground to come down to the pen he might think that was one hitting the mat say your count say your count like there's just certain things but this 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 what the ref's <laughs> name is i don't know drumming it really it really bothered me but i it, nonetheless and, that i something...
1: think wrestlers you're trained to have your eyes open and watch the referees count in a perfect world for that exact reason. Uh, when I was younger in wrestling, I didn't do that, and sometimes the referee would drop on his knees. I, in my head, that was a one
2: count. That was one, yep. So yep. you
1: have to have your eyes open at all times when you're being pinned for that reason.
0: There was that one match, remember, between AJ and KO, where it was for the U.S. title. AJ wasn't supposed to lose, and it, it, the ref accidentally counted three. I guess AJ, maybe it, it happened where maybe he hit the ground and he thought that was a one count or something. I screwed up and, and yeah. that was a title change.
1: And I have no problem with that, actually.
0: No? Not no? Three. Yeah. But I think what Justin said there is saying, you know, doing the count one, two, would have prevented it there, but anyway. Uh, so that was AEW. Uh, Justin, you want to take over with NXT?
2: Sure, so we come over to NXT and uh, of course we are two weeks away from the Halloween Havoc uh, edition and two Wednesdays from now, so we're all wait to see what the entrance way is going to look like. Got to be a big Infl- inflated pumpkin right uh but we yes. open up here yeah right we open up and we got a number one contenders match for the tag titles it is roderick strong and bobby fish of the undisputed era up against Oni lorkin and danny birch uh this was a good match as it's going to be with these four guys uh shout out to uh wade barrett on commentary he's given some extra reason of why you care about this he notes and i forgot this at a takeover i forget the year but he notes a couple years ago that um roddy hit Oni Lorkin with a flying knee that like broke Oni's orbital bone and put him out of action. He said this kind of early on, and I was like, "Okay, great context." And then it, it comes ba- it comes back into play because the finish is in fact <laughs> Roddy hitting uh, L- uh, Lorkin with with a, a with knee. a jumping knee. And so your, was- new number one- Go ahead, your new number. One Sorry, your, yeah, your new number one contender is undisputed error. And after the match, they kind of posed off as a uh, Fandango or Breezango was uh, staring them down. on.
1: This was good. I, I don't, again, I don't, I, I don't like Orny, Lori, you know what the hell his name is. Um, I, I'm bored as hell by both of those two in that tag team. I just am. I don't care for them whatsoever. Um, good wrestlers, but I, I feel like I'm watching an 80s enhancement talent. I hate saying that, but they're just too vanilla for me. Uh, for me. Others probably love them. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I mean, this has been, I hate to say this uh, all the time, but this is just one of my criticisms of NXT. It's just, it's you know, matches like this where the action is great, but there's no characters, nothing to, like, draw you in. You knew Undisputed Era was going to win, and I'm glad that they did. But, yeah, I I just couldn't care about this match. And and can I say something real quick? NXT does a better
1: job, I will argue, of making the bigger stars much more layered with storylines and character development. I will say that. Right. Uh, Cross is an example of that, you know, before him, the champ before that. Right. But overall top to bottom, the writer, uh, the the listener to the show wrote in earlier, they wish that AEW had better character character development. I will argue AEW again has better character development again, from bottom to the top of the card. And I do care more about most of their matches because of that. And if you notice when we went over the last show, I said, I didn't care about the girls match in this one because Both characters I've not seen enough development from for me to really emotionally invest in them properly. So we call them out when there's not enough character development there. But this is the problem, with my opinion, with NXT. NXT has many more of these types of characters that I don't feel are that fleshed out yet. Um, And to their credit, they do treat NXT, whatever anybody says, as a developmental slightly ground still. Where a lot of these talents are still new and trying to learn their new characters And so there's that part of it too. To be fair to the show, but this these two guys, I'm so bored by them. I don't know what what their motivations really are. Barrett did a good job of giving us one, but I'm talking about when I see the guy walk out to the ring or the lady walk out to the ring, I want to know who the hell they are before the bell rings. I want to have all. I want to judge the book by the cover. That's what you want to do as a wrestling fan. You want to be able to judge the book by the cover and get a gist of who this person is you're about to watch wrestle.
2: So I, I gave this tease on Twitter. Here's my thought with what where <coughs> we're going with the undisputed era. My thought is
1: pretty generic, and, too, by the way. No offense to. Him.
2: Well, and that so that's kind of like part of what I'm going at here, Matt. I think whether it's just Kyle, but I kind of think it's all three of them: Kyle, Bobby, and uh, um, uh, Roderick. Yeah, right. Uh, I think it's all three of them. I think the three of them orchestrated Ridge Holland attacking Adam Cole, and. And huh. it's them behind. They they have paid because because we know that we we got a little tease of it when and unfortunately Ridge got hurt last week. But we got a little tease on commentary that like somebody orchestrated what Ridge did. There's somebody behind that. I think the other three guys of Undisputed Era did it because they feel like Adam. They've been an Adam Cole shadow. They're pissed they off about it. They, they want to win. They now right now they see this as a chance for the three of them to all shine and say, "Look, we're the real stars. Adam Cole's not." That's where I think we're headed here for an Adam Cole babyface in NXT. And these three guys uh, behind the Ridge Hollow attacks, yes. and now with Ridge potentially hurt, we don't, we haven't gotten a word what his status is in real life. You know that might be, maybe it's it's sped up.
0: It, it looks like it's gonna, he's gonna be out for a while, but uh, you know, hopefully not. But yeah, they're gonna have to pivot with this storyline. But um, it, it almost felt like a throwback to the the Million Dollar Man Sapphire storyline, except uh, with the, with the secret benefactor doing the attacking, but. Right. Uh we'll see how it goes. Oh so, sorry.
2: Uh, got some super chats, uh Jmon John uh coming up. Matt, who gave you the nickname Blueprint? Is it Jim Cornette
1: No. Kingmaker uh uh Kenny Bolin. Kenny Bolin in Ohio Valley Wrestling, a non WWE talent at the time. So that's the reason why I was allowed to use that moniker when I left WWE as well. Um because a non-contracted talent came up with it, um, and I used it on TV. Um, I used it on TV first in a promo. that They were calling me the next, next big thing. Ugh. So <laughs> instead of seeing where that was going, I was like, I ain't the next, next big. I go, I'm not the next, next big anything. I'm the first walking, talking, breathing, uh, jumping, athletic thinking man's giantest sports ever had. If Lord, if God, uh, God Almighty can make the blueprint of the perfect athlete, hell, you're looking at it and then when i came backstage kenny bones like you need to call yourself the blueprint that's awesome and i was like
2: okay nice. i'm the blueprint good choice so there, so there we go uh justin toner five dollar super chat scarlet just sent out a tweet about 20 minutes ago teasing carrying cross return keep up yes! the great work, guys. yes so i hope that's true yeah i do too uh and i think we got uh, yeah two more here um Jody, Shauna Jenkins, uh, Canadian five dollar uh, agree with Matt. Pretty sure the killer bees could beat Lorkin and Birch. So, and at least they of. had
1: a gimmick. I could see they're, they're they're very very black. I was gonna say it's a very black and white uh, characters, you know, and characterizations to understand. Right? It's very basic, obvious. They're bees, black and yellow. It's pretty basic to understand. But I knew who they were, what they're about before the bell rang. Yeah, just in their
2: costumes. Crying Shaw five thought was at the gym today, blinding lights was playing and nice. saw some guy saying, This is my jam in my mind. I wanted to go there and say, No,
0: that's Raj's jam. Thank you. <laughs> whenever whenever it comes on during Monday night football too, I'm like, hey just, wait a second. That's our song.
2: Every time <laughs> I hear that, I think of the Friday night smackdown, me, you and Glenn were on here, and it was it was out.
0: <laughs> we really let loose <laughs> that one night,
2: yeah. <laughs> And by we he
1: means him, folks.
2: Uh, no, all three, two thirds of us. Glenn Glenn was n- straight and narrow. Raj and I were f- flanking the left and rights of the of the road, <laughs> 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 yeah. with blinding lights playing the whole way. Yeah. All right, back to business. Uh, <laughs> we come back to commercial. Uh, they do a profile on Ember Moon. Obviously, she's back. Good. And here's what I like about this. Uh, you know, good quotes, good sound bites, imagery, all the t- all the great stuff. And she says. That the moment she heard that she was medically cleared from what could have been a, a career-ending injury, they say you're cleared to wrestle. She goes, "I'm back in NXT," and she says, "I took myself out of the draft for Raw or SmackDown. I chose NXT. I chose to go back home." A nice sure. little detail there of why she wasn't going back to Raw or SmackDown, where she was when she got hurt. So, yes,
0: yes, uh, you
2: know what that like.
0: I thought this show could have used more more of a storyline, going because they're going against a loaded dynamite, you know, with a bunch of title matches and everything, the anniversary uh-huh. show. Uh-huh. And they didn't really present like a, as far as a marquee show, it wasn't really loaded. I thought they could have done something with Stephanie coming out at the beginning and telling Kyle Riley they want to draft him to SmackDown. And yes, until the end of the episode, and at the end, you know, you have some yeah. sort of story to keep it, you know, invested the that that end cool. he turns her down and you know whatever okay. happens nothing has to change but that would have been a cool cliffhanger yeah. yeah yeah
2: up next we get uh Ashanti the Adonis up against Jake Atlas uh the point of uh the point here is that we get I, uh we get a, we get I really
1: I really like Ashanti sorry
2: no, no that's no I think fine. he's
1: got star written on him his promos are freaking awesome but at
2: yeah, we get. Uh, there's actually a point where even even Wade Barrett pauses in his commentary because there's just such smack talk going on as they trade strikes in the middle of the ring. It's pretty wild to watch. Uh, we then see Walking Wild and Raul Mendoza. Uh, they appear on the ramp. They're staring down. Uh, Jake Atlas ends up getting uh, taking advantage of the distraction. He gets the win after the bell. Wild and Mendoza pull Adonis to the floor, start beating him down. Here comes Atlas to come to the aid of his just recent opponent, and then. As we all of a sudden see uh, Santos Escobar come out, and it looks like it's gonna be a three on two. Isaiah Swerf Scott comes out of nowhere with chairs, gives chairs to Atlas and to Adonis, and now we're at an even three on three here. So, um, building something here uh, between these between this stable and this uh, makeshift faction. Yeah.
1: Uh,
2: we'll go to go to some super chats here before we can move in, move move forward uh steve market truly 499 uh, out of all the nxt female talent who has wrestlemania main event potential i vote storm
1: uh yeah um god dang there's a lot of them potentially that that's a tough question to answer because there, i
0: there's a few there's a few guy. You, you take some raj yeah, i mean storm i i totally agree i think she's Probably the most of everyone
2: there. <laughs> yeah, whenever you do the re- whenever you do the who should be in the WrestleMania main event, I go back to the simple uh, smell test. You know, the smell and eye test. Let me see an entrance, and I can see it in the Capitol Wrestling Center. Let me see that, and then does that to me translate in front of sixty five thousand people in a stadium? On you know, and Tony Storm will get to it here in a moment. Uh, she reappeared tonight on NXT in, in, in the Capitol Wrestling Center. She's got some of it. Rhea Ripley had it, and of course they yes. wanted to do it in a stadium. She got yes. gypped of a stadium. Uh, not her we'll, fault. Not, not her, her fault. fault. She
1: still, in my opinion, has that a, a potential.
2: They, you know, they I sucked
1: mean, it out of her pretty pretty quick. I, but here's the problem, uh, not the problem, but here's my antidote to that. I don't care when she comes out. She still looks incredibly physically believable. Mm-hmm. She screams headline act. She's big, strong. Different looking, she doesn't look like the rest of the girls. Um, and she's awesome in the ring and she's aggressive as hell in the ring. Um, I, I dig her probably the most, I would say. I love
0: Tony Storm though. Some people are saying Tessa, uh, if she signs, oh my god, yeah. guys, she's, not, she's
2: not signing. Stop. Think about this WWE NXT fans, they've got Tony Storm back, they brought Ember Moon back. Uh, apparently, Melina and Eva Marie are coming back. Tessa has not showed up. There must be a reason. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't I,
0: mean it won't ever happen. We've seen. No, I'm not saying ever, but it but, could but, happen. But, but you're literally, you guys are
1: plugging in people that are not even in the company right. to the question but, that we were asked here.
2: But it hasn't happened right now. So that leads me to believe. So what I just said. Yeah. As talented as Tessa is, there's some reason they don't feel like now they want it. All right, another uh, super chat real quick here. Uh, Garris Plowman with some kind of currency. Uh, do you think uh, Ember Moon should have beat Asuka for the, for the NXT title uh, That was way back when?
0: I don't think it would have made a difference, but I think it was cool having Asuka having that big undefeated streak. It, uh, they ended it for really not much of a reason, but uh, I, I don't think they should have ended it there. I think it, her losing it out of WrestleMania, the streak, I think it just is a better story.
2: All right, do we have any more Super Chats or are we we back to the uh, the regularly scheduled program? All right, here we go. Uh, We get a backstage with Candice LeRae and Johnny Gargano, just all all about putting themselves over here. Uh, That moves right into an Austin Theory versus Johnny Gargano match. It it should be noted in the promo, Gargano is very much kind of looking past Austin Theory, uh, which sets up for what is a very competitive match, Austin Theory. Really going uh uh going to the grind here with Gargano. Good match again. It, there's no bad match in NXT. So if you're one for right. work rate, there's this is for you to watch. Yeah. Ultim- ultimately though, um, uh, Gargano ends up uh, hitting the uh, hitting the one final beat. His his jump from the apron to in the ring DDT and uh, gets the pin uh, over Austin Theory. Um, so after the match, uh, Gargano standing tall. And, and that is that, uh, Johnny Organo, I, I again, I I knew him 10, 11 years ago. He was he was like emu- emulated Shawn Michaels' baby face. It's awesome to see that he is just thriving in this this heel dick role. He is,
1: but he's no offense to him. Still, the most interesting thing about him for me is when his wife is in his segments. There's she adds so much to his stuff for me as a fan. But wrestling, he's incredible in the ring. You can't take any of that away from him. He's amazing.
0: Austin Theory, he reminds me of like a cross between Lance Storm and someone else. And I can't, can't put my finger on it.
1: Austin
0: Aries? No. I, Austin Theory, I mean. No, no. But a cross oh, between Lance
1: Storm and Austin Aries, maybe?
0: I don't know. Austin Aries? Uh, no. It's, it's bugging me. If anyone in the chat has some ideas, I'll, I'm will i sure it'll jump out if, uh, if it comes out.
2: We go to a backstage. Ra- 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 Raquel Gonzalez cutting a promo on uh, Rhea Ripley, running her down. And all of a sudden, the camera turns and Rhea Ripley is just off yonder here in the building and uh, those two ladies start to go start to try to meet in the middle and they are of course separated by a bunch of uh, officials and agents never letting them touch this real uh, quick real quick this
1: right here is the answer to the last person's question about what other super what female superstars could you see one day potentially headlining WrestleMania from the women's side of things this two these two and how this was set up passes that test of bigger than life stars, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, and it both of their personalities and characters are pretty big. Yes. And, and also And they both are badasses. They both come off as badasses and I don't want to come off as um I don't know if it's sizes, but they're both taller and just, 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 and just muscular. Big, yeah, they're just Exactly. They're just bigger, bigger. Their facial uh,
1: expressions are freaking amazing. I yeah. think they're really going to eat somebody's freaking lunch. Yeah. Like I, I buy them. I buy both. And, and Gonzalez continues to improve me. Continues to improve every time I watch her.
2: Yeah, they're just bigger looking athletes. Uh, they're, they're both. I mean, again, I'm not. They're both beautiful women. But we're just not a beauty contest. They both just come off as badasses. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. Sorry. So that. I got you. I'm That's sorry. that. That uh, I think. I think they announced it later. That's going to actually set up for Halloween Havoc. Uh, I might be getting ahead of myself here, but um, uh, we also get a video profile, a uh, video teaser of um, show- reminding us how Tommaso Ciampa got screwed in his match a few weeks ago from Velveteen Dream inter- uh, inter- inter- interfering. So we still have Ciampa and Dream to think about. Uh, so we'll you know, stay tuned for later. So then we get the number one contenders match. Uh, Winner is going to face Io Shirai at Halloween Havoc between Candice LeRae. And Shotzi Blackheart, oh, if Glenn was on here, we would be spending more time on this. <laughs> this is a really good match. This is a really good match. And the point is, this is such a back-and-forth match to mm-hmm. showcase these two. It all the more enhances the ending, which is, LeRae is is down and out. She is on her last leg to stand on. Mm-hmm. And what looks like a fan turned out to be Indy Hartwell through the plexiglass, Slips her some brass knuckles, and she gets a shot on Shotzi, and all, and that is what ultimately gives Candice LeRae the win. So she is the number one contender against Io Shirai. So again, just a fantastic match back and forth, and yes. then you end it end it with some cheap, good chicken. finish. Cheap I like shit. the finish.
1: Who who's Hartman? Who was
2: that? Indy Hartwell. Uh, we've seen her some uh, on some NXTs. Uh, oh, she's uh, she's she's kind of been a little bit nondescript in terms of who she is, which is all the more. It looks like they're building some alliance here and putting her with,
1: with Candice and John. I like this whole segment.
0: Rush? Uh, yeah, and I think it's the right choice. I think Candice LeRae versus Io Shirai, that's, yes. that's an awesome match. So, yes, it is. Um, yeah.
2: All right, we get one of the best backstage character things. We talk about the comparison of AEW to NXT. We see Drake Maverick. I'm going to read this exactly as we wrote it because this is great earlier today drake maverick is pitching merchandise ideas to killian dane and killian dane is not impressed yeah drake is pitching they call themselves the furry or excuse me the fury and the furry uh drake is the fury and he does some karate moves and killian dane is furry uh he's got sketches for the ring gear sketches for their logo uh, he's even got themselves. Uh, he's even got them a match later. Of course, Killian Dane is so disgusted, so annoyed, and says, "We better <laughs> not lose this match
0: later on." I mean, has, has Killian Dane lost a lot of weight?
1: Yes. Are you kidding me? I mean, you yes, he's lost a whole person. He, yeah, he looks uh, hundreds he looks of pounds, like a different person. Hundreds of pounds he's lost.
0: Jeez, I mean, he looks like a different person. Uh, y- you know, I think. Uh, Drake Maverick's just one of those guys. I mean, we've we've seen this odd couple pairing before, where you got the annoying guy and then you got the straight guy. Drake could do this with anybody, I think.
1: Anybody, Um, and he could pull anything off. You give him, you make a magician out of him. He will pull that off. Make him an ice skater. He'll pull it off. There's nothing he can't pull off.
2: Yeah, I don't. I don't want them to go back to the overplayed roles of every show has to have. <clears throat> a vocal on-screen GM, but I'd be okay with Drake Maverick being a GM because he would just take the simplest little things and and make it funny because he's just, the he way was, he speaks.
0: He was GM for, of 205 Live. For, I, is he still? I don't think he, he is. Yeah, yeah.
1: And they didn't do. I mean, he, he got a lot of mic time, but and he's good at that role.
0: But, but he was straight. He was straight. He was a straight. Like he wasn't funny. Kind of a straight oh, GM. You're right. Off
2: He's an office guy. Right. Yeah.
0: yeah like he's uh, he's hilarious to
1: me. He he can do no wrong when I watch him, my eyes stay on him. Anything he's on, even the twenty four seven crap, he made right. that thing. He made that thing entertaining. Even his Instagram videos were hilarious with him and his new wife. Remember, like her always rolling her eyes in the background
0: when he's going on and on
1: and on about the title. I mean, when I you
0: think about when you think about that title. When I mean, you think our truth, you think of the whole consummate the marriage storyline. Drake line and Drake like, and our truth. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. I was about to say I, I would watch. A weekly WWE Network show of Drake and Our truth doing right along Just watching them in a car together.
1: Yeah. Dude, Drake does not shut up. He's never off. He's no. just non-stop, always on.
0: Yeah. You know, NXT, I feel like, is missing those entertaining, entertainment segments that you have, like, on, on, you know. On because Raw, it's straight
1: wrestling, five-star match, after match, after match. Right. You know what I mean? We're a great, high-work, rate type of match. And they do, they knew do do the variety part. Uh, Drake does give it, give you that. So that yeah. was good to see tonight. Yeah. Congrats. I was
0: going to say, if you gave Drake like his own interview segment, like the Peep Show, something like that. There you that, go. There, there you know. go. I think it would, I think it would help the show a lot. Kill two birds on One Stone. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. So we'll, uh, we'll get,
0: Dane is his bodyguard, so he's not getting beat up every week. And <laughs> there you go.
2: Yeah. So we'll get some more from, uh, Fury good. and Furry soon here. Uh, we get, uh, Aaliyah and Robert Stone in the ring pumping the robert stone brand and then immediately interrupted and this again watch the just the 30 seconds of this lights out music hits camera shots everything tony storm back in the nxt presence back in the capital wrestling center uh just i tweeted just looks like a freaking star here and we get tony storm versus Leah. um Maybe a little bit, maybe just a slightly longer for wanting Tony Storm to come back to, to for Aaliyah to, to get some offense. But nonetheless, Tony Storm gets the win here as she hits the Storm Zero. Uh She just, again, the WrestleMania test, she she passes it to me.
1: Of course she does. I was pissed when they brought her to the UK. You know what I mm, mean? I was like, what yeah. are you guys doing? She's a super-duper star for you. What do you guys, no offense to, you know. NXT UK, I want to build that brand too, to a degree. But I'm sorry, I would have cherry picked her from there and never let her go back there. She's too big of a star.
0: I agree.
2: Well, I actually, uh, Raj, you might be able to answer this for me. I think she her her return to NXT Wednesday nights has been delayed because of the pandemic, right? She was was called.
0: Yeah, she was overseas. She she hasn't been on since I want to say March, right? Yeah, since it starts.
2: Yeah. Yeah, so I think I think she like some others like Walter and others have just been victims of of the world restrictions. Uh, but she's back, so good there. Uh, so Tony Storm gets a win. So backstage we see NXT General Manager William Regal. Uh, he's you know, unhappy with some of the chaos going on. Uh, he says that we are going to get Rhea Ripley versus Raquel Gonzalez at Halloween Havoc. Uh, we also see Zaya Lee walk up with, uh, with 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 her interpreter and guy with her. And he she's saying she really needs a match. She really needs a match. William Regal says he'll take it under consideration, then he walks off. Uh, Up next, we get Imperium up against (laughs) Killian Dane and Drake Maverick. Uh, Dane immediately kills any fun music that Maverick has for them to come out to. Uh, A good match here to watch. Uh, Ultimately, what happens here is um, Dane gets gets shit-canned outside the ring. Imperium takes advantage of Drake. They get the victory over Drake, so Imperium stands tall. uh, And now you have... uh, now you have drake by himself in the ring all of a sudden ever rise who worked against these guys last week they now are cornering drake ready to take advantage of him saying oh you're all alone two on one Uh, dane comes out of nowhere knocks the hell out of them and basically dane screams at at drake nobody gets to hit you except for me so kind of a little little buddy Little 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 buddy thing, bond. This here.
1: worked. This worked. Bottom line, this worked. I th- this was perfectly executed when it could have not been perfectly executed. Trust me. Um, this was great. I I, I like this storyline development.
2: Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, into the main event we go. Damien Priest up against uh uh Dexter Loomis here for the uh, North American title. Again, you can say this about every NXT match, and I just don't want to go move for move. But a, a good match, watch it. Great, great stuff by both. Uh, and the end here, it looks like Loomis might have the victory. He has the um, he has his submission uh, locked on to Damian Priest. Priest gets to the bottom rope, gets out of it. They go to the outside. All of a sudden, Cameron Grimes, who's been a nuisance, and all this, he pops up, tries to get involved. Ultimately, though, uh, Damian Priest ends up hitting his South of Heaven finisher, gets the pin in the middle of the ring. One, two, three, it's Damien Priest. Shenanigans after the match here is what happens. As uh, Johnny Gargano comes out of nowhere, starts beating Priest with a steel chair. Uh, of course, Gargano is number one contender to face uh, a, a Priest. William Regal comes out, also shots Blackheart across the other side of the uh, arena is out. And William Regal announces that both Gargano's match against Priest and uh, uh, Candice LeRae's match against... Um, uh, against... Uh, I'm a blank in here. Uh, yeah. Here's Shirai, thank you. Uh, is going to be done and determined by the spin the wheel, make the deal. So a little flashback to WCW Halloween Havoc. Uh, that is going to be how they determine the gimmick matches for both those title matches uh, in two weeks on NXT Halloween Havoc. So that was your NXT tonight.
0: Hopefully All they on. don't choose the uh, coal miners glove match like they did. Oh, my Luke's God. Jake Roberts and Sting.
2: Was that actually supposed to be the match or they, did they legit leave it up to the wheel?
0: I it felt like why would you choose that, you know? I think it, they left it up to the wheel.
2: No way.
0: Know. Really? It came, off, it, it came off it
2: came off so it came off so anticlimactic. Th- remember because th- who
1: had the book back then? Hang on, Justin. Who had the book back then?
2: So this would have been October 92.
1: So it've been dus- this dusty? I was going to say dusty uh, what Bill was Watts? The other?
2: no, He's- watts Watts came Oh no wait, hang on. Cuz remember Watts was the one who ripped up Jake's contract who he had for big Jake left early 92 from Vince for big money for WCW and then Watts goes are you kidding me and ripped it up.
0: But so this is th- after, right?
2: Well, this is yeah, after that. So I guess Watts is in charge.
1: So, uh, listen, Watts, Dusty, even Flair, if any of those three had the book, of course this has them written all over. Of course they pick a coal miner uh glove match.
2: Cactus. Yes. Cactus, yes. cactus jack versus jake the stink in october 92 jake's coming off a run with the undertaker and macho man and yikes. you mean sting right oh stink sorry yeah, sting and, and jake. I was thinking um, of which
0: the dexter the dexter stuff you heard the big news right
2: what the show Dexter's coming back? The
0: show Dexter's coming back, which is no Dexter way Mubis has it. His character is based on Dexter, and Dexter is coming back. Showtime's bringing it back for one season. When ten, next year, it's a 10 episode oh, season. I know that yeah. may be my all time favorite show. It was awesome.
2: How about were you guys ever West the Trinity
0: Wing season? The Trinity season's one of the best seasons of any show. Trinity was amazing. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes,
2: yes, yes. Were either of you ever fans of the West Wing? Yes, why would you? I'm bringing that up because they are doing a one-time, one-episode return on HBO Max Ooh. with all the actors playing the roles except for um, Sterling K. Brown is playing uh, the guy who deceased the, the the chief of staff role. But they're they're basically reenacting the one episode about a debate from season two, and they're doing it. Uh, it's it's an airing on HBO Max sometime next month. So a- the guy,
1: what was the guy on that show? That won an Academy Award. He was on my show, The Good Guys, on Fox. Um, not Tom Hanks' son, Bradley. Uh, Bradley, Bradley Whitford.
2: Bradley Whitford. Whitford. Bradley he's involved Whitford. in. He's involved in this. Allison Janney, Ma- uh, Martin Sheen, Dule Hill. Um, they're doing one episode, and it ties into the election year this year. Yeah. Uh, real quick, last super chat. I think we got uh, a whole lot of letters put together for 4.99. How $4.
1: would fix the
2: NXT? How would Thank you sure. fix the NXT main title scene, even in cross? Came, even if Cross came back, roster is lacking top believable stars.
0: I think yeah. uh, Cross destroys a few dudes, and then you go to Judas Priest. Uh, Judas Priest. Uh, Damien Priest. <laughs>
2: Judas Priest. <laughs> <laughs> well, that could work too. Yeah.
0: Like, but Damien Priest and, uh, and Killer Cross, I think that has some believability built, to it. Built properly, definitely
1: believability to him. Both are big stars. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But he's right overall, though. Their top shelf talent is pretty shallow. Of mm. believable main eventers, where's what's his name? Uh, the dude from Austria, um, Big Van Va- Vader. What, what's oh, his Walter? name? Walter. Where's he?
2: Well, he's been a he's been a victim of the pandemic travel restriction because because uh, he, he never he never he never would one. he he would never prior to the pandemic he would not relocate to Florida. He insisted on staying in Europe. So that kind of bit him in the ass for this. Don't because this
1: this he he's, he could be a main event star in my opinion.
2: Uh, nuclear heat Bobby Burns Thanksgiving scene during <laughs> Trinity season. Awesome.
0: Was, that, Why was I, that with Trinity's daughter? I think. Uh, Damn I, I it. Why it am I not remembering
1: I just, this? I feel like a terrible fan right now. Yeah. There was something monumental that happened on Thanksgiving episode. I do remember that. I, I, I remember think the that's one. the one
0: with Trinity's daughter, but uh, I'll have to go back and watch it. God, that
2: show's uh-huh. so good.
0: Yeah, I, once I saw that, I'm like, I'm gonna have to rewatch that show at least in, through the fourth season. I thought it kind of went to, it just wasn't as good after that. Yeah, Did dude. you guys ever
2: watch Ozark? Of course, so the first season. So Still the first wait, waiting, on that final season's coming back here a year from now. All right, that was NXT. That was AEW. Uh, Raj, what's the final news count we got here?
0: Uh, so we had an exclusive on Wrestling Inc. earlier today. Andrade, he is out for a month, which is that's the reason why I'm hearing that he's out. Uh, he's. Losing. Getting some elective surgery, minor elective surgery done. Uh, so there were some rumors that he has heat or Vince hates him. <coughs> um, that is not the case. He's just going to be off TV. And granted, they, you know, people, some people are asking, well, why is Naomi drafted when she's injured? And it's WWE. Who knows? Jinder Mahal is not in the draft. Uh, what about James the? Hasn't been drafted. What about
2: the rumors? And I can believe it based upon him getting mandible clawed by the Fiend. What about the rumors of him going back to NXT?
0: I, I have not heard that. From what I've heard, he's still main roster, and he's going to be returning the main roster. Just, I mean, he's Charlotte Flair's husband, right? Yeah. There's that. And not not husband, but fiance. Oh. And then finally, John Cena got married. John Cena got married this week to his girlfriend of uh, almost two years. I'm just going to call her Shay Cena because I can't say her last name. It's, uh, I just butcher it. It won't last. <laughs>
1: I, I hope it does. I like John, but
0: they ain't honest. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they they got
1: make, together. Make her, last make her year. sign a
2: prenup.
0: Although is John off the road?
1: Oh, exactly. He's doing a lot of movies right now. Actually, right.
0: But she's probably with him for a
1: lot. So maybe, she? yeah. So maybe, maybe. i am proven, you know, wrong.
0: Yeah.
2: She, she's good. like a she's like an engineer and then
0: yeah, she's an electrical engineer. She's,
2: she's, she's no awesome. <laughs> I mean, yeah.
0: That, that WrestleMania where Cena proposed to Nikki Bella, doesn't that seem like 15 years ago? does. I also remember being massively correct. Guess. <laughs> you were. You
1: were. <laughs> but that's why I hope he gets this. I hope he gets this, because John was somebody I was always like not worried about, but always in my head, like, that poor guy's missing out. He doesn't get, like, having someone at home that loves the crap out of you for who you are before being the wrestler and how important that is and what you're missing out on in life. Not to sound completely cheesy, but to be married is, is, is amazing. And I always felt bad for him that because of how he's wired, that he's going to miss out on that. and He's going to become an old man one day and be like, shit, I don't have that significant other.
2: Well, and that was, I mean, I think he had been vocal about it to some extent after his first marriage had ended back in 2012 which is he never wanted to have kids because he is so wired for work first yeah he didn't he didn't want to be the dad that's not around so that's tough to be to be successful as you are as john you know and john cena but to find somebody who's okay with yeah i don't want to be a dad but i'll be with you you know i don't want a family i don't want Mm -hmm. beyond you and i so i mean good for him hopefully it does last yeah Um, so yeah all right well there you go uh one year anniversaries, marriages, and, and all the shenanigans in between. Uh, Matt, plug something. Nothing. Put something. Shill something. No, come on. I'm not here on. to show. I'm
1: here to be the professional wrestling expert's opinion.
2: Oh, you're so, so lame. Raj, plug some shit going on.
0: Uh, check out wrestlinginc.com. Tons of news as always. It's been just insanely busy those last uh, 15 years. <laughs> so just keep checking out wrestlinginc.com.
1: Shut- Shout out to Mark Middleton for writing up the report again tonight. Good job, Mark.
0: Yeah, they, they, those things, it's not easy when you're – No, like, it's not. You know, Keep no. it going while all this stuff's happening on screen. So Yes. Yeah, big props to Mark. He's, he's yep. always done a great job. All
2: right, I'll be a shill whore. I'll be on the Wrestling Daily tomorrow with Nick Hausman talking the news. Friday morning I'm on Buster Open Radio with Mark Henry and David LaGreca, uh, and I'll be back on here in a matter of time. No, no I, I, like, I I do got one flash thing. the bat signal and I'm back.
0: I do got one thing. Uh, I got some uh, prior commitments this upcoming weekend, so the podcast I'm doing with Ryback, we're doing it live now, and uh, on Ryback's YouTube channel. So it's going to be this week. It's going to be Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern, uh, as opposed to Friday. So why at that time? Uh, we, we can only do the daytime, and by that, that gets enough people on the West Coast to to be awake. Ah, so. uh, okay.
2: Raj and Ryback live.
0: Live.
1: It's all right. What's yeah. the name of that stuff where we get paid money? What's it called again? The Super Chats? No. Patreon? Thank you. Yeah. We're doing Patreon. <laughs> you do you. No, I'm just joking.
2: <laughs> all right, so Raj back is live tomorrow. Anything can happen.
0: Anything can
2: happen. The words of Howard Stern and Bill O'Reilly. Screw it. We'll do it live. It's going to happen live. tomorrow. It's going to happen. All right. Thanks to everybody. Appreciate the super chats. Uh, like, subscribe, do all the things. Uh, we'll be back on this channel Friday night. Thanks, everybody. <coughs> the relationship won't, won't last.